1: Good morning to you and to uh, Blake Scott, who made it in this morning. Blake's in the Bank Plus studio, and um, I'm live on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. I'm actually looking at uh, the barrier island outside of the Margaritaville Hotel. Uh, we're still in debate as to whether or not I need to get a, a Hawaiian shirt. And Blake Blake said, so here at Margaritaville, you know, there's a bunch of dad bods. And Blake said, if I got the Hawaiian shirt, I had to, I had to get a gut. And I'm thinking, I can't do that, but I, I may still get the Hawaiian shirt. It's almost like we need to have a week. Hawaiian shirt week in studio, where I wear a different shirt every day. I'll be honest, though, I don't have a button-down short-sleeve shirt.
0: I own probably five or six.
1: See, that's just never been my jam. Uh, yeah. So you do, you do have some button-down short-sleeve shirts.
0: Absolutely, one hundred percent. To
1: me, that's more of a guy that's over fifty-five. Um, that's my wheelhouse. And and you know, because those 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 shirts can kind of well, you you don't have to tuck them in, and so they work when you're going to dinner, or meeting somebody type deal. You Am I going down the right you road? You
0: should never tuck in a Hawaiian shirt. See, that's true. The fact that you even brought that up tells me you're not Hawaiian shirt guy. It's you know the old saying: you can't trust a skinny cook. It, there's something weird about seeing a skinny guy in a Hawaiian shirt. It just it doesn't feel. Natural.
1: A skinny guy in a Hawaiian shirt doesn't feel. It natural. doesn't I agree feel with natural that. to me. I think me. that's a great. I think actually that's a that's a really good quote from you. Let's hear from our audience. Uh, Ag up equipment text line. Uh, once I get off the show today, I'm going to go out to the. I don't even know what they call it, Blake. I, I got to look this up at some point. The uh, the playground or whatever it is here. <laughs> and here it is play.
0: There is 100% a Margaritaville sh- store at your uh, casino here it is. that has Hawaiian shirts. Oh, I know. no
1: question. I may go down during the break and see if I can snap a couple of pictures, but here it is. It's called Escape, I think. And it's a 55,000 square foot arcade, but there's some other stuff. <laughs> oh, <here laughs> That's it is. awesome. Yeah, I walked through it yesterday You know, with that mom that she couldn't figure out where she was going, and I was trying to figure out how to get out of the hotel To an Uber, and she went. I've been here three days, and I still don't understand, you know, exactly where to go. Which I thought was hilarious. She looked a little afraid, but I think she was hanging in there. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN one hundred five nine, the Zone, brought to you by the Honey Butter Chicken Biscuit, Burgers, Blues, and Barbecue B three in Madison. Check them out for breakfast uh, six mornings a week. Uh, Blake wants us to dive back into some SEC coach rankings by on three. And Zach Arnett's 14th, which I get. He's new, never been a head coach before.
0: But but is he not better than Clark Lee and Eli Drinkwitz? You don't, you wouldn't just say that off the bat.
1: Oh, I think he is.
0: Yeah, I'd go ahead he's. and have him ahead of them.
1: Yeah, but but if they want him at 14 instead of 12, that's that's fine. He is one and O too, so he is undefeated <laughs> as a head coach because he did beat Illinois and. What was the Outback Bowl and should always be, but it's now the Reliquest Bowl. Anyway, um, so on the coaching rankings, obviously Smart is number one, because Kirby Smart owns college football. Hello. And Nick Saban's number two, and Brian Kelly's number three, although Brian Kelly may leapfrog Nick Saban sooner than later. Well, Mr. Nine-plus-million-a-year, Lane Kiffin, is seventh on the list. And... He's behind Mark Stoops and Shane Beamer. What? How many of you would take Mark Stoops or Shane Beamer over Lane Kiffin? Agup.com text line, 601-885-3776. Now, here's another one. Hugh Freeze is ranked ninth. Come on. You may not like him. You may may roll your eyes at what he claims he stands for. Whatever. I'm talking about recruiting, uh, developing, working with offenses, and game day on Saturdays. I mean, Hugh Freeze is – I mean, Jimbo Fisher's ranked ahead of Hugh Freeze. Okay. We all know that Jimbo Fisher is not as good a coach as Hugh Freeze. Jimbo Fisher wasn't as good a coach as Mike Leach. Um, And Mike Leach absolutely worked Jimbo Fisher last year at Davis Wade Stadium. I was there. I think Blake was, too. Some, Many of you were, too. But Hugh Freeze is better than Jimbo Fisher. Um, he's better than Lane Kiffin. Uh, he's better than Shane Beamer. And he's better than Mark Stoops. And he's better than Josh Heupel. So if you're going to rank Hugh Freeze, and we're not taking off the field stuff, we're talking about being a football coach and all that entails, which is recruiting, developing, managing, coaching on game day, all the hiring he's made some good hires that at worst Hugh Freeze should be fourth in these rankings
0: it feels like they just put the list of uh, they put the order of the team's finish and they said here's the coach rankings here's how Heupel finished fourth in the SEC he's the fourth best coach like that's well, i don't i mean who who's the most egregiously overranked and who's the most egregiously underranked on this list
1: okay billy napier is, is 11th is egregiously underranked, so is Hugh Freeze. And overranked is Mark Stoops, Shane Beamer, and Jimbo Fisher.
0: So my bottom five would be Drinkwitz, Lee, Beamer, Stoops, Fisher in that order. Okay. I'm taking Zach Arnett out just because we don't have any game. I mean, Arnett's yeah. probably ahead of Lee and Drinkwitz, but behind Beamer, Stoops, and Fisher. Right. Probably. I right. don't know. He and Beamer might be the same, I guess.
1: Well, I think you could argue that. It's just Zach doesn't have two years of head coaching games under his belt, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. But, okay. But then, you're right. Like, Pittman, Freeze, Pittman's at 10. I'd take him before i take Shane Beamer. Freeze I would take before Hypel, Stoops, Beamer, or Jimbo, or Lane. Like, Freeze feels like he's the worst. Freeze at nine, and he should be fourth, probably.
1: Yes, Freeze should be fourth. Correct. Behind Kirby Smart, Nick Saban, and Brian Kelly. I
0: I would like to point out, and I'm sure JM has texted us like 38 times. I haven't looked, but um, your your complete dismissal of the fact that Kirby's ahead of Nick Saban and that you didn't even hesitate that that was correct uh, has got to be I'm sure if they had electricity in Tuscaloosa, they'd be mad about hearing this on the radio.
1: Well, Kirby Smart owns college football. He What he's done the last couple years is remarkable. I, I didn't think that he would win at this level and dominate at this level, and he has. And he's done it with a marginal QB, um, but they're so darn good in the trenches, and and their physicality... Nobody can match it right now. And Bama's gone away from physicality, which is odd. And and they're more about yards and first downs and points, whereas Kirby's just about wearing you down and uh, physically imposing his will on you. And then in the fourth quarter, they put another 21 on you, and they end up just beating the snot out of you. Am I wrong there?
0: No, I'm with you. I, it's just uh, it's crazy because just three, four years ago, it would have been almost unfathomable to have that, have Saban behind Smart, and now it feels like it's almost de facto like you, you're not, you can't even argue against it right now.
1: Well, there was a learning curve too. I mean, there just was. Even though Kirby was Kirby, we knew about him because he was under Saban, and even though he was at a a potential power like Georgia, um, Kirby lost some games he shouldn't have lost. Well, it happens. I mean, to all of us in business, you lose some business. You're, you know. Because you're just trying to figure out your way and, and the path and, and how it looks and the formula. And it took him a while. We're just we critique these guys on a daily and weekly basis. And then once he got it up and rolling, you know, he has absolutely dominated college football. The question is, will he go will he get three in a row? When was the last time that happened? Uh Tom Luganville. Coming up next, we'll talk SEC coach rankings, football coaching rankings, with Tom Luganville on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. I'm going to get my Hawaiian shirt. I'll be back in five.
2: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?